This is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. A substance that has usually gone under criticism. It has been in use since 1981. We find out the health and safety concerns of aspartame. Hundreds of bridges in Missouri are listed in poor condition. We sit down with Republican Representative Melanie Stinnett to discuss some bills that were recently signed into law that she led the way with. But first, growing up on welfare, becoming a mom at 16 years old, to later being elected as a state lawmaker, Senator Holly Rader wants the next leg of her journey to be at the state's lieutenant governor position. Elisa Nelson talks to Senator Rader about her bid for lieutenant governor. Let's just start off by having you tell our audience a little bit about yourself. I am uh, from Southeast Missouri. I've served eight years in the House and I've been in the Senate for three years. During that time, I've worked on legislation that has really been focused on the things that I know. I grew up very different from your typical um, person in office. I uh, grew up on welfare, food stamps, mother struggled with mental illness her whole life. I moved over 30 times from the end of my third grade to the beginning of my 10th when I ended up having to quit school to help take care of my mom and little sister at 15. And so I got married at 15, had my first baby at 16. And, you know, I was a high school dropout with a baby on my hip at 16, standing in the middle of the trailer park and knew that, you know, I was about to give her the same life I had grown up in. And so I, I wanted to do things differently and I did. I raised my children in church. But the things I grew up in was drug addiction, sexual violence, um, domestic violence. And so those are the things that you see me working on. Um, certainly the opioid epidemic has been very near and dear to my heart. My daughter, even though she wasn't raised like me, she was raised in a two-parent home and um, in church. And at 17, she cut her thumb at um, her job and got it stitched up at the emergency room. They gave her a script of Lorisets, and that started her uh, 13 years of very deep addiction. Um, she went from pills to meth to heroin, shooting up bath salts, my grandson being born with opioids in his system. And, um, and she's now nine years clean and the best mama I know, and you know, absolutely contributing to the tax base of this state and as a manager at Sam's Club and, and the hardest worker I know. But it absolutely shows that we must, we must have empathy and keep people alive and work to better people's lives and, and help, you know, people need to have the help when it comes to mental health issues and when it comes to a substance use disorder, just as, as they would from, you know, having heart disease because they've smoked their whole life. And so I've made it really my personal plan is to help remove the stigma around addiction and mental illness. And so those are the things that I've worked on that's been near and dear to my heart. That's um, a little bit about my background to see that I'm quite different than what you usually find in politics. And, um, and that's what really drives me. And it is a very different path than a lot of people in politics that you hear about. So, um, and but I do think a lot of people can relate as well. Absolutely. Yes, that's the thing is it's like, you know, when I'm at Aldi's doing my grocery shopping or at, at Walmart picking up toilet paper and laundry soap, you know, the people who talk to me, that's the things they're talking to me about is is struggles, is, you know, getting out of poverty. They're talking to me about 
how they're, you know, someone in their family is struggling with opioid abuse or alcohol addiction and asking me where to find help. I mean, those are the things, you know, grandparents raising their grandchildren. Um, those are the things that are affecting the lives of our people. And so why be in office if you're not going to work to truly affect change, to truly help others? What's the point in being there? Well, let's talk about um, some of the bills that you have passed in the legislature. Um, I guess, tell me, how long have you been in the legislature and some of your biggest accomplishments, uh, bills that you have passed that you're most proud of? So I've been in um, 11 years now and getting the prescription drug monitoring program passed was a feat, as you know, uh, that took us nine years, my entire uh, eight years in the House and then a year in the Senate before we were able to get that passed. And that simply allows doctors to be able to see what their patients, what type of narcotics their patients are on before they write another prescription and um, to really be able to give the best care because they can see the full picture of what their um, what their um, patient is taking. And then also, you know, we were able to pass last year a really comprehensive uh, sexual victims of sexual assault bill. And one of the points of it that was really important to me is, you know, for years now we have had uh, defense attorneys that could, for someone who is a victim of sexual assault, you know, when they get on the stand or when they get in depositions, that defense attorney could really pound them about their past sexual encounters, having nothing to do with who they were raped by or when when that occurred, when they were sexually assaulted. Um, I mean, just basic slut shaming. And that's how they would keep a lot of people from being able to complete the process or move forward with the prosecution because gosh once you've been traumatized so much I mean that's uh, another level on top of that and so we were able to get that really blocked out in the sexual victims of sexual assault package that we did last year and making that to where they're not allowed to if, if it is not pertinent to if it doesn't have anything to do with the act of violence that they had went through then it doesn't then that defense attorney is not allowed to bring that up. And so that's really important to me. Um, this year, we were able to get past um, legalizing fentanyl testing strips, which is bizarre that we needed to legalize that, you know, testing strips to help keep people alive. Fentanyl is one of the things that is, is coming across our borders in the state and a lot of the illicit drugs uh, mixed mixed with fentanyl. And um, it is an, a, a killer automatically, and we see a lot of, of people dying from that now in Missouri. Fentanyl test strips have been actually um, illegal across the U.S., and it wasn't because there's anything wrong with them. It's just because of the way that our paraphernalia laws are, is our paraphernalia laws are anything that analyzes or tests illicit drugs and so it was really focused towards the dealers but you know with testing strips being fairly new it's um because it does analyze and test fentanyl 
um, it's been illegal. It's been part of the paraphernalia law. So we were able to get that removed to where uh, fentanyl testing strips are now legal. State Senator Holly Rader of uh, Southeast Missouri Sykeston joining Show Me Today to talk about her announcement that she is running for Lieutenant Governor of Missouri. Um, so how would you shake things up if you're elected as Lieutenant Governor? You know, as we know, I'm pretty scrappy and uh, certainly prove that in my, my years in the House and in my years in the Senate so far, I don't mind, you know, getting in a fight if that's what need be. And um, and I'm, I'm going to be the same way in the Lieutenant Governor's office. You know, I didn't run for office to um, to talk about the same things that, you know, just get people elected. I ran for office to actually do some things that are going to help people um, in their lives. And, and so in the Lieutenant Governor's office, that office is, you know, you are the ombudsman for the elderly, for the veterans and for tourism in Missouri. But you also get to really make that office what you want of it. And you can focus on policy issues that are important to you and really help move the, the needle. And to me, I've loved being in the Senate but I've certainly had to work on a wide array of things. Um, I've not been able to just focus on mental health issues, focus on the fact that we are very short um, behavioral health therapists in our state. You know, those are the things that I really feel like as Lieutenant Governor, I could focus on and help move our state forward in, in, in the, the needs that we have for mental health. The fact that I get calls from all across the state because I am so open and, and honest about um, working on the opioid epidemic and the things that I've grown up in, I get calls from constituent calls from all over the state saying, hey, I can't get in. You know, I've been listening to you and, and I realize that my mental health is just as important as my physical health, but I can't get into an appointment. You know, they're two or three months out. And um, that's a, that, those are huge red flags for our state. I'm so thankful that people are, that the stigma is is being lifted and that we are hearing people talk about their mental health more now and, and, and not being embarrassed about that. But along that same line, we have to have places for them to get appointments and, um, and places that they can afford. And, you know, so that's a whole nother level on, on this. And, and to have a Lieutenant Governor that can really delve in and work on some of these issues that are affecting a lot of our families across the state, I think will be um, will, will be really cool and really important um, and, and make some generational changes and lasting differences for the people of Missouri. State Senator Holly Rader of Sykeston, uh, who is running for Lieutenant Governor of Missouri. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.